Okay. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, for, before we get rolling here, uh, I, want, I want to go to in Deuteronomy here. Oh, uh, but l- let's look at this just a moment here. This is, you know, this is your, you know, your, uh, well, left off part of that, but your, your index of the scriptures. And, and like what I always like to say is, um, is this is, you know, there you go. This is entirely a timeline. And it is. This is what, this is what makes us think maybe the Bible's real. You know, in your own personal life, you're going, maybe Jesus is real. Maybe somebody paints pictures because this really happened. Well, yeah. And we all have to do that. We all have to go through that and go, well, you know, I don't know about Jesus. I don't know. I'm my own self-made person. Well, that's fine. You, you'll need to figure it out. You know, praise the Lord. But once you discover that, whoa, this is a timeline from here to there. You know, well, here to there, Revelation. That's reading the say from Alpha to Omega, you know, beginning in the end, Genesis to Revelation. Well, it is a timeline. And uh, uh, it's, it's exciting when you realize that, you know, praise the Lord, this evolution stuff don't get it. it no, it don't get it. There's so many holes. I was listening to one the other day, and one of the biggest holes they got, it, you may have heard the phrase, uh, uh, antimatter and matter. You, well, so we can't just have anything come out of nothing. Well, it's actually true. And so the Big Bang, there's no antimatter out there. So there's a little problem with that one out there. But, of course, it's like the joke they say, well, I can create my own. We're so smart, we can create our own thing. Well, you go get your own dirt is what God said. You know, <laughs> you, you can't have, I mean, you've got to have something to begin with. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, praise the Lord. So anyway, uh, when you look at Genesis here just a moment, and Genesis is such a short book, but we make it so long. And some of us, I, I don't know, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but a lot of us have never read Genesis. And it's so fast. I can get through Genesis in an hour and a half. I can get through 25, 25 chapters. So you're a whiz. No, I just took the Living Bible, just, and I let it read it to me. And I'm paying attention, too. You know, If I'm not paying attention, I've stopped. But I'm just saying, in, a, in an hour and a half, I can already be at 25. And that's basically the end of Abraham's life. And from there on forward is his Isaac and Jacob. And then you're, at, then you're at Exodus, which is when Moses shows up. And it's a complete timeline. Okay. But anyway, it's, 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 so, it's, it's just so biased. Look at Genesis 1, just a moment here. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, boy, that is a very strong statement, you know, because what we've heard today is, you know, he didn't. <laughs> it's mythological. Oh. Jesus thinks he did. Jesus quoted more out of Genesis than he did in any other book. So if you can, if you can say Genesis ain't so, you can just, walk, just close the door and the rest of it because it's wrong. But no, it's not. But in the beginning, it says, God created the heavens and the earth. And it was formed with, it was, was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Excuse me, let me switch this to the Living Bible. Oh, here we go. When God began creating the heavens and the earth, the earth was a shapeless, chaotic mass, the Spirit of God brooding over the dark vapors. And this is what's interesting. We, we think from the outside in because we've heard so much evolution stuff. You know, we, and like, I remember one of Melody's friends was saying one of the big key things was, well, how did the light from the stars get here? It takes billions of years. No, that's the wrong question. You know, the, the question is, that light got here instantly. And, and there's, it's, it's real interesting. Some great folks have, have laid this thing out. When you look at Einstein's theory of relativity, you always have to, you have to assume, and that's where they mess up. They assume the speed of light is something. But see, we, we also have a one-way speed of light, which they don't know. It could have been instantaneous. Well, we already know. God created the heavens and the earth. It's like it's amazing. The moon, we're losing the moon. The moon, just look these things up. Just look up young earth, and it'll shock you, and you'll go, Man, that Bible's probably true. Yeah, it is. Think of erosion. All the mountain peaks, they're not rounded off. And besides that, if it was billions of years, there wouldn't be any mountains, you know. You look through a telescope and look at the moon just through binoculars. You can look up there at those craters, and those are not smooth edges. 
Something's been recent. But anyway, besides that, the moon is also, we're losing it. So that's the reason you have justification for your leap year. It's getting further and further. Well, if you put the billions of years, it'd been rolling around on the earth. Something's up with that. And also, it's interesting too, we got blue stars out there. Not supposed to have any blue stars. We should be 4.5 billion years old or 20 billion, some people say. It shouldn't be blue stars. And we should see. And they'll say, you know, stars have, uh, you know, there's new. No, that's a theory about new stars. We've seen about 30 go out in all these, in all recorded history. About 30 have gone out. But we ain't got any new ones. Okay. Same thing with comets. Comets can't live but about 100,000 years. And we get the same ones. What's up with that? Well, this earth is not that long. 2003, they found some flesh off of a T-Rex in South Carolina or Montana, I forgot where it was. But anyway, and it's, it acts as blood cells in it. And they're, they're running around going, isn't it amazing that that blood lasted 65,000, 65, I mean 65 million years. <laughs> Maybe the dinosaurs hadn't been dead that long, you know. Anyway, it's just amazing. So, so when you think about these things, and of course all societies have got references to dragons. And why do those doggone dragons, why do they all have three claws? Maybe they've been seeing these things. So we've been told that this stuff, you know, wasn't so. And we kind of just said, well, I don't want to knock Jesus off because I, I knew grandma taught me Jesus. Look, the Bible stands for itself. It's perfect timeline. Perfect timeline. So when God created the heavens and the earth, remember, he started right here. And it was all for you. So that's what tears it up with evolution. So evolution is all about, well, we're just scum. We're spit. You know, we're nothing. It's no person. No, you know, no, it's, it's all about you and I. So look, notice what happened real quick. God said, let there be light, and light appeared. It's just like when, and, and if you'll notice, it, it wasn't until day four he created the sun and moon. Well, yeah, where did that light come from? If you're an engineer, and Scotty's one, and you're drawing these things out, you're working on this stuff, and you're going, well, temporarily, we need a little light over here. Well, here we go. Well, uh, and so let there be light, and he's already working this thing, and when the light's there and the light's not there, the day, first day, and I mean, whatever, evening and morning, first day, praise the Lord. Okay, watch this. So, uh, he said, let there be light. And he was pleased with it. He divided the light from the darkness. He called the light daytime, the darkness nighttime. Now, notice this. Why do we have the details? We don't need, we don't even need Genesis. Yes, we do. We have the details for a reason. Notice how much is in here. There's not any. And then he said in verse 6, let the vapors separate to form the sky above. Now, we're still not talking the heavens. We're talking right here. This is what's so wonderful. And you get to experience it when well, we're sitting in it right now. But when you leave here and you get to look outside, you're getting to see it. Another thing I caught in Genesis just the other day, listen, because I was listening to it again, listening to it again, listening again. You know, we think about it today. The rainbow. Noah, the rainbow. The rainbow was to remind God. Oh, my gosh, Dustin, did you know? It was to remind God, not to remind you. He put the rainbow. He says, when I see the rainbow, the Lord's talking. He didn't say, when you see the rainbow. When I see the rainbow, I will remember my covenant. And I'll never let it happen again. Praise the Lord. Wow. I mean, still working today. Separate the waters above from the, uh, anyway, separate the form the sky above and the oceans beneath. In other words, remember when the, when the flood hit in Genesis 6, we're in chapter 1, chapter 6, 1,400 years later, a flood. But that was because there's rampant crime. Where'd the crime come from? Well, you can read it yourself in the third chapter. Boom. Adam and Eve fell. The fourth chapter, they're two wonderful little sons. Oh, how sweet. Cain and Abel. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, one of them killed the other one. Golly. And if you read the genealogy in that next chapter, one of Cain's descendants, uh, Lamech or somebody, I forgot what his name is, uh, 
he was out doing something. He's got two wives, Ada and Zillah. And, and he says, hey, I want you to know I was coming out of the field and a youth attacked me and I killed him. And if the guy that gets, gets in trouble 70 times, you know, he gets treated 70 times worse for killing Cain, man, this guy here should be, uh, if this, in other words, this kid was out of control. And he was saying, man, I mean, if whoever's going to kill Cain's going to get in trouble, whoever tries to kill me for killing that son, he's going to get in trouble because that kid was wild. And that kind of stuff was going rampant all over the world. It was all, and God was sorry he even made the place. But that's not the way it was designed. But anyway, so here, when, when, when I was going to say here, notice this, the vapors, he said he separated the vapors from, a, from the sky above and the oceans beneath. That's the reason he said when the floods hit, he says the waters from the fountains of the deep and the waters above just broke loose. Amazing. And what's so interesting is, you know, God's not smoking dope here. All this stuff is accurate. Wow. So anyway, uh, notice here, in the, that, that was the second day. Let the water beneath the skies be scattered, be gathered into oceans, so that in the dry land will emerge. So it was. God named the dry land earth and uh, the water seas. God was pleased. And he said, let the earth burst forth with several, with every sort of grassy seed bearing plant. Let the fruit trees and the seeds inside their fruits, so that these seeds will produce the same kind of fruits that they came from. Now, if you've just quit learning when you graduated high school or whatever, or whatever you heard from so-and-so, and you don't keep learning... I hope you know it's called topsy-turvy fossils. Guess what? The fossils that they think were supposed to be prehistoric, they still found them. They're still there. You know, they're still oak leaves. You can go look at the fossil record. It's permanent imprints. You can see it. Acorns are still acorns, you know. Pine trees are still pine trees. The wallamy pine, they thought, was the oh, prehistoric thing. It's growing in Australia. And these guys at the universities are going, isn't it strange that that thing has survived? Well, all this stuff is, remember you find stuff in amber, same little ants, same little bugs, nothing's changed. That's why it's a huge problem for evolution. But anyway, so then this must be so. Well, yeah. So then notice here, this was day three. Plants and animals, and if you have a green thumb and whatever, what do you need to do? Well, you got to have a sunroom, right? Well, now God created all this stuff. We better get some sun. Well, yeah, next day, here you go. Then God said, let the bright lights appear in the sky to give light to the earth and to identify. Notice this. This is why they say, well, you know, a day with the Lord is a thousand years and what? No, a day is a day. He said evening and morning were the first day. And he held us to the ground saying, you know, hey, look, the Sabbath, you work six days and you're off on the seventh. You know, it wasn't like, well, it's mythological. Work a thousand years and then, you know, then take a day off. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's funny. The week, the, 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 where we get our week comes from, it comes from, the book of Genesis. Okay, anyway. Let the bright lights appear in the sky to give light on the earth, identify the day and the night. They'll bring about the seasons on the earth. They'll mark the days and the years. Wow. And so it was. For God made two huge lights, the sun and moon, to shine upon the earth, the large one, the sun, and then the smaller one, of course, to, uh, to preside over the day, and the, the smaller one be the moon. Anyway, uh, notice all this stuff here is great, 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 great. And finally, at the very last thing, he had, he had made man, which points to you and I. Now, uh, I want us to skip ahead now. You know, the book of Genesis is, is just, like I say, it's a complete history timeline. I mean, if you'll read it, and like I say, I suggest you use your living Bible there and read through it, and you, and you won't get any hiccups in it. You'll, you'll just go, oh, wow, wow, wow. And if you worry about something, we'll go look at the King James, and you'll go, well, that's what it says. Yeah, oh, cool, I got it. But you want to get the storyline, and it's a piece of cake. Uh, right before we get to Deuteronomy here, I do want to make a stop right here. In the 12th chapter, and this is where uh, God, it, it just picks up right at the end of, uh, you know, the Tower of Babel, 
In other words, Noah had already landed the boat. Everybody started populating the earth again, okay? Now we're about 10 grandkids from Noah, okay? Now, meanwhile, uh, let's see, let me back up just a little bit. Oh, because this was a great genealogy here. That's the reason the records are there. Okay, uh, let's see. Notice this, just pick up. Rui was 32 years old when Sarug was born. He lived 207 years after that. Many sons and daughters. Sarug was 30 years old. His son Nahar was born. He lived 200 years afterwards, sons and daughters. Nahar was 29 at the birth of his son. Uh, he lived 119 years. Many sons and daughters. Terah was 75 years old. He had three sons. Well, here's somebody we know. Abram. Wow, there you go. Okay, so now that where you're, you got the history from Abraham. Abraham married his half-sister, Sarah, whatever. We know that story. Okay, and the rest of it's going to be picking up from Sarah, I mean, from, from Abraham here. Now, you say, well, you know, well, hey, Richard, you, you, you really expect me to believe that uh, that guy was 205? Well, yeah. Uh, if you go back to Genesis chapter 4 there, I mean, mercy, we know about Methuselah. Was a, he was 900, so Adam was 150. Methuselah was like 160-something. But now... Watch this. This is why it's so important to read your Bible. Okay, this historic timeline here, these history, history, just story, 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 story. Let me get over here to where, um, oh, let's see, where came Joseph was, this is the reason I can find these things because this is, uh, they, these are stories. Okay, let's see, Joseph heard, okay, let's see. I want you to see a little instant where Joseph, remember Joseph, coat of many colors, he's second to Pharaoh, he's down in Egypt, and now he's, he's prime minister for uh, for uh, for Pharaoh, which is a when you read it, you go, well, Lord, gosh, you took care of Abraham. Well, yeah, with a covenant. I will keep you safe. I will bless you. I will keep your body well. I'll keep your money going for you. I mean, it was it wasn't like a little bit. It was like Jesus said, abundance. Praise the Lord. But when we get away from the scriptures, we start to thinking, well, didn't work out too good last year, so I don't know if things are going to work out good this year. Oh. Go back to the Bible and look at the Bible. And if you have a difficulty, just tell this guy right here, Hey, Lord, the Bible says this. I, I, I want some of this right here. And he'll make it happen for you. Okay. But anyway, watch this little encounter between Pharaoh and uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look at this. Look what he says. Uh, uh, let's see. Hang on a second. Uh, let me see where I'm at. Oh. Uh, Upon their arrival, my father and my brothers are here reported. I must have passed it. Hold on a second. Oh, right there, right in front of me. All right, so anyway, so here we go. Now, this is fairy tales. I mean, Jesus mentions this, but hey, we know Jesus is smoking dope. I mean, he's drunk. All people that wrote the Bible were drunk. Oh, really? Look at this. Joseph and his father Jacob. Uh, then Joseph brought his father Jacob to Pharaoh, okay? And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. How old are you? Now, why didn't they teach us this in Sunday school? And I'm a Baptist. We, never, we, we don't have time. Don't have time. Don't knock the Baptist. Don't knock the Methodist. But we got other things important. Building committee, you know. <laughs> and we got, we got pulpit committee. We don't like that Richard guy. We'll get a new preacher. He stepped on my toes this morning. That's the reason I do my own thing, you know. My building, my place here. If you want to come, you can come. If you don't, it's not going to hurt me, praise the Lord. Because the thing is supposed to be, I'm supposed to be... I'm supposed to be telling the bridges out. I'm not supposed to be coming up with something new. I'm supposed to just teach the scriptures. Okay, but we've made it a big production. Got to play the piano player. The piano, piano player is mad at the organist. So I've been there. I've heard all this stuff. I'm like, you're not playing for Jesus? No, I can't believe old Sally, the organist, man. She's pop. She's the, she's the music director's pet. 
Or Sally won't play that song because she'll like it. We need to be studying this. So look at this. Watch this because I'm like, oh, I don't want Matter of fact, my son, he's right here. When he, when he heard about all these things as a kid, he, you know, he, he asked, he said, was, was Adam wrinkly? <laughs> you know, that's what a kid would think. Was he wrinkly? Probably was. Okay. But anyway, now remember, think about this. If you're created in God's image, and we are, and, we, and, we, and what does Hollywood try to do? Uh, you know, God's old. No. We see him in the book of, in the book of uh, Exodus where he shows up on that mountain and all the 70 uh, elders got to see him. Of course, Moses was seeing him too, you know. And I mean, uh, and it, he made Adam not an old wrinkly dude, did he? He was, a, he was vibrant youth. That's what the Lord is. That's the reason you see Jesus. That's the reason it makes sense. He was only here till he was 30. He died and he rose again. You didn't get to see him go old gray and like we all do. We're getting old, you know. No, that's all going to change. We're all going back to our 30s, praise the Lord. And we, we, this is going to be a big mess if this stuff is not so. But here we go. So here's big hot shot. Ramses has just been built because, you know, or it's fixing to be built. Actually, the next couple of hundred years. But anyway, Pharaoh's here, whatever. Pyramids were already up and rolling. Okay. And here's Jacob. And he brings, uh, he, well, it's, it's Joseph brings his dad in there, Jacob. Pharaoh says, how old are you? And there's nothing spiritual about this. He just introduced him. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Somebody might say, well, Bob, how old are you? You know, it's common. Well, Pharaoh said, how old are you? Now, look what he says. I've lived 130 hard years. Look at this. And I am not nearly as old as many of my ancestors. Now, I got a problem right there because that just shot in the foot thinking that those dates are not right. Because really... Abraham having a kid at 100, if the dates are not right, well, that's probably about right. She's probably in her late 50s. See, my mom's mom was in her 50s when she, had, when she was born. I mean, come on. This was way past it. It was so far past it, they laughed. That's the reason Isaac's name was Laughter. Okay, so wow, what do you do with that? Well, there it was right there. Joseph, is, Joseph assigned the best of the land, the land of Ramses. We've heard that. Yep. Okay, now let's skip ahead. Now, here we go. Let's, let's tackle where we are. I'm going to go to Deuteronomy here. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, oh, just to get, get this rolling here. Oh, this has, been, this has been a timeline all the way from when Moses, Moses is still alive here. He's fixing to die, as a matter of fact. Actually, this here is probably the last two weeks. Deuteronomy is probably the last two weeks of his life. This book records Moses's. we got a State of the Union coming up Tuesday, so we know what all this is about. Address to the people of Israel when they were camped at the Valley of Arabah in the wilderness of Moab, east of the Jordan River. See, they're not in the Promised Land yet. They've, this is the second time they've got there. But this time they're going. Look at that. The speech was given on February 15th, 40 years after the, the people of Israel left Mount Horeb. In other words, when they got out of the Red Sea, been 40 years it was their fault because they got there and they said we can't go in there there's giants in there well i don't care what he did to pharaoh and all the hail and the water turning to blood and the death angel are you kidding i mean god what he did yesterday might not do it tomorrow that's why they got in trouble whatever the lord did for you yesterday he'll do for you tomorrow he helped you with your gas he'll help you tomorrow financially same thing got you over a stomach ache he'll get you over cancer it, it, Got to use our heads. You know, this same story is written in the book of Hebrews, and it's a challenge to us today. Okay, Lord, you're going to help me. Praise the Lord. He will. The speech was given on February 15th, 40 years after the children of Israel left Mount Horeb, though it only takes 11 days to get there. See, they were going to get the promised land in a second. 
They're the ones that drug this thing out. All right, now this story, I mean, this speech here goes on and on. Now let's pick up where we left off last time. Here we are. At that time, the Lord told me to cut two more stones like the first one. Now, whoa, what, what happened? These are the Ten Commandments. Uh, let's go back to the ninth chapter. Remember, we, we looked at last week that when the Lord has done this for you, don't say the Lord has helped us because we're so good. No, it's because of the wickedness of the other nations. It's not because you're such fine, upright people that the Lord will drive them out before you. I'm going to say it again. The wickedness of the other nations and because of his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he'll do it. i say it again. Jehovah your God is not giving you this land because you are good for you are not. Now, can you imagine that? These are the people going to the promised land and God says, well, you know, Moses is telling them what the Lord says. Yeah, you ain't that great. Well, that helps us because we sometimes we have these excuses. Well, the Lord's not going to bless me because, you know, I've not been that great, you know. I mean, I got a dog snorting over here, carrying on and whatever. <laughs> you know, Chaz. But, you know, but I, I, he's not going to help me. And especially when you're feeling bad or you just go, oh, my gosh. So you're on the Internet and you looked at something. You're going, that's what I got, you know. <gasps> oh, no. You know, and, and we start reasoning that it's, uh, it, it, it's not going to work. No, look at this. Fan. This is the story of the promised land. And it's wide open before now, we covered this last week, but I want to catch a piece of it. Watch this. What I want you to see here is, uh, so this is when he, it's like George C. Scott, you know, he got the Ten Commandments. Okay, don't you remember how angry you made him at Mount Horeb? You were, he was ready to destroy you. I was on the mountain at that time receiving the contract that Jehovah had made for you. The stone tablets with the laws inscribed upon it. I was there 40 days, 40 nights. At that time, I ate nothing. I didn't even drink any water. Praise the Lord. What? And he did this twice, back to back within like two days. At the end of those 40 nights, uh, uh, the Lord gave me the contract. Look at this phrase. The tablets on which he had written the commandments, which he had spoken from the fire-covered mountain. Remember, this thing was on fire. It's referenced in the book of Hebrews 2. Everybody was afraid to go up to that mountain. It was on fire. And they finally said, Moses, uh, why don't you go up there? <laughs> you just be our spokesman. Because the first time when it was lit up with fire, God spoke. Uh, all the people could hear it. You, you read this in, uh, in the latter part of the book right ahead because it's all the timeline. Okay. Notice the Lord said, go down quickly, the people that you led out of Egypt. <laughs> Lord, that never happened. <laughs> it did. They've already uh, defiled themselves. Quickly go down. Uh, they're turning away from my laws. They made an idol. See, that, that, was the, that was the danger part was going after another God. You say, well, I don't understand that. Oh, women folk, come on. You just love it when your husband or boyfriend has another flirt. You know exactly what's going on. Me and we're the same way. Well, I thought you were my baby. Uh, hold on. Or text, 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 text. It infuriates you. Well, same thing. Same thing. God's our God. And he said, don't have any other gods before me. If it's a day you do, pew, you're going down. Okay. Thankfully, in the Bible Belt, we have learned we don't have these extra things we bow down as some people do. But not in general, we don't. We're like, no, I, Jesus is it. Good. Leave Jesus is it. But now that you know Jesus is it, Believe that he'll do what he says. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. All right, but anyway, so what happened was Moses actually goes back up there, and the Lord's going to create another set of commandments for him because he broke those other ones. So anyway, he said for, uh, oh, don't, look, look at 27. Don't, no, don't notice the rebellion and stubbornness of these people, but remember instead your promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, please overlook the awful wickedness and the sin of this people. Well, he did, praise the Lord. So anyway, so you don't chop this up and say, I'm going to read this next year. <laughs> no, it's a speech. He ain't even done yet. At that time, when those tablets were broke, okay, 
the Lord cut me two more stone tablets like the first. Well, he told me to cut them and then make a wooden ark to keep them in. Well, that was the Ark of the Covenant. And all this is recorded right after he wiped out Pharaoh in the book of Exodus, this whole story. He's just recapping it. Remember, this is a speech. He's recapping it. All right, so I made an ark of acacia wood, let's say oak, whatever, hewed it out, hewed two stone tablets like the first, and took the tablets upon the mountain to God. He wrote the Ten Commandments in them and gave them to him. Remember, that thing's still on fire, blazing. Can you imagine that? Wow. What a sight. They were the same commandments he'd given you from the heart. Let's see, there it is, the heart of the fire on the mountain, as you all watched below. Then I came down and placed the tablets in the ark I'd made. Uh, where they are to this day, just as the Lord commanded me. The people then journeyed to this place, we'll just say to Arab, the new hope, you know, to Decatur, where Aaron died and was buried. Uh, then his son Eliezer became the next priest. Then they journeyed to, you know, whatever, Gunnersville, and from there they went to whatever, Mobile, the land of brooks and water. And it was there that Jehovah set apart the tribe of Levi to, for, to carry the ark, containing the Ten Commandments of Jehovah, and to stand before the Lord and do His work and to bless His name, just as it is done today. That's why the tribe of Levi doesn't have a portion of land reserved in the Promised Land. Because the Lord said, I'm their inheritance, which was great. It was fine. They actually did have some land. They were given like 60 cities, and they were also had 500, uh, they had 500, uh, it was like uh, 500 yards all around all the city for their pasture land and stuff, because people brought in their tithes and stuff like that. They had a lot of stuff. Okay. But anyway, as their brothers do, for the Lord told them, he himself is their inheritance. As I said before, I stayed on the mountain before the Lord for 40 days and nights the second time, just as I did the first. And the Lord again yielded to my pleas and did not destroy you. But he said to me, Arise, lead the people to the land I promised them. It's time to go in and possess it. Now, this is when they went in and they didn't go in. Anyway, and now Israel... Uh, what does the Lord your God require of you but to listen carefully to, uh, to all he says to you and to obey uh, from your, uh, for your own good the commandments I'm giving you to this day. Now, it, this keeps coming up. It's, the Lord's just going to take care of you. It's, 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 this is such a, you're either in or you're out. It's like the little thing that Dustin bought that little foot mat out there. You're either blessed or you're cursed. And we're not cursed, we're blessed. Praise the Lord. Now, sometimes we want to redefine being blessed. No, 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 no. You define blessed by what you see up here. Okay. All right, let's read it. Well, I guess it was a blessing in disguise. If it was in disguise, it was no blessing. I'll tell you, it wasn't. Mm -mm. You need to pray till it turns around. Don't fall for that. Otherwise, you'll be just welcoming every bad thing happens in your life, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> so here's the commandments I'm giving you today to love him, to worship him with all your hearts and souls. See, one guy came to Jesus and said, well, what's the greatest commandment? You know, and Jesus said, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. He quoted this. Again, verifying, well, that must have happened. Well, yeah. Earth and highest heaven belong to the Lord your God. Why? He made it. <laughs> Woo. And yet he rejoiced in your fathers and loved them so much that he chose you, their children, to be above every other nation as is evidence today. Look at that. Now, you need to think about that. This promise, why are we looking at this today? You today and I today are above all other nations. It's not a haughty thing. It's to show out. It's like when the Lord, in the 10th chapter of Exodus, he said, oh, what stories you can tell your grandkids, how I made fools of, the, of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. Well, we ain't been telling any of those stories because <laughs> I didn't know what happened. I heard it didn't happen. I heard it was just myth. Oh, it was real. It was real. You go back and read those stories and you'll start seeing those things happening for you. Because he said, when you get in the promised land, those same things I did to Pharaoh, I'm going to do for you when you get in that promised land. Actually, I read, and that's why the Bible is so quick. It's not about how smart Richard is. The other night, I sat there and I looked at, just, just read it, it's a timeline. I went, 
in Joshua. See, Joshua, remember Moses couldn't go in. Joshua did. And here they go. They go in the promised land. And in ten chapters, one campaign, one campaign, one military campaign, they wiped out half of the promised land. It was seven years. It was one king, one king, one king, one king. And I thought, I'm going to count these kings. Uh, I was sitting there going, okay, that's one and two and three and four. The very last verse said 33 kings. <laughs> Somebody else had totaled up for you. Wow. But the Lord had said that's what's going to happen. And it did. Matter of fact, Joshua was told by some other guys, they said, well, we wanted a little more land over here. And Joshua said, well, go over there and you can get them. And they go, well, there's in the valley there, there's, 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 this, you can read this for yourself. Ninth chapter, eighth chapter of, uh, that's probably the 11th chapter of, of Joshua. And they go, well, the, uh, it was like a tribe of Benjamin. They go, well, in the valley, they got iron chariots down there. Well, you know what Joshua said? You can get them. No, he said, well, go ahead and take the high lines there. There's the, there were giants up there. And the tribe of Benjamin said, yeah, we'll do that. So as they were leaving, Joshua said, hey, don't forget, you could handle those iron chariots too. You know? And that, that, no weapon formed against you prosper. I mean, what do we take away from this? Anyway, verse 17. Jehovah your God is God of gods, Lord of lords. He's the great and mighty God, the God of terror to sh- who shows no partiality and takes no bribes. He gives justice to the fatherless and widows. He loves foreigners and gives clothing and food. Uh, food and clothing. You too must love foreigners, for you yourself were foreigners in the land of Egypt. Well, no, wait, that never happened. It did happen. He's totally reminding of this the whole time. You must fear the Lord your God, worship Him, cling to Him, take oaths by His name only. He's your praise. He's your God. He's the one that, look at that. He's done these mighty miracles which you've seen. When your ancestors went down into Egypt, look at that. No, this is myths. No, it's not. Genesis, I mean, well, end of Genesis chapter 50, you see Moses, not Moses, his great, 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 great granddad, uh, Isaac and Jacob, we just read that story. He was before, there were 70 of them. They went down to Egypt, there was only 70. But now, it's all Atlanta. All Atlanta. And then remember what happened. Everybody that was 20 years and older, because they said, we're not going in the promised land. The Lord said, okay, you're going to be out here in the wilderness for 40 years, and you're going to perish. You know? So all that group died. And now here they are at the promised land again. The book of Numbers starts over again, and they start counting. Count, 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 count. They had more 40 years later than they did the time before. Praise the Lord. Mercy. Wow. Now I need to stop, but watch this. You must love the Lord your God, obey every one of his commands. Listen, I'm not talking now to your children who've never experienced the Lord's punishments or seen his great awesome power. They weren't there to see the miracles. <laughs> it didn't happen. We, I, just don't pay attention to that. It did happen, praise the Lord, against Pharaoh and all his land. They didn't see what God did to the armies of Egypt and their horses and chariots, how they drowned them. Well, that never happened. It did happen. Wow. And notice this. And the Lord has, look at this. Oh, man, you've ticked off the Iranians. Boy, you've ticked off the Russians. Oh, you've ticked off some of your friends. And you're really, uh-uh, it don't matter. You had to get what you needed and you got it back. Same thing happened to Abraham. Lot got attacked. And his family got you. It's just a nephew. Eh. The Lord only blesses his immediate family. Baloney! Abraham got 300 people in his house and took off after Lot. And he knocked off that king. In the very next chapter, that was chapter 14, Genesis chapter 15, the Lord says, fear not, I'm with you. I'm your exceeding great reward. You know what Abraham said? He said, what good's all your blessings if I don't have a, a kid? <laughs> Look at the phrase first off. What good are all your blessings? Wow, we have all his blessings, praise the Lord. Don't ever walk around and say, well, I don't have any blessings. I mean, we're children of God. We, all, all this stuff belongs to us. Notice this, the Lord has kept them powerless against you until this day. 
Praise the Lord. He said, now he's talking to your, your, your kids, the, the ones that were 20 years younger. Uh, they didn't see how the Lord cared for you uh, time and time again through all these years wandering through the wilderness until your arrival here. Well, actually, those that were 20 years old, they saw this. They weren't there when Dathan, oh my gosh, what happened here? The ground opened up. Well, that didn't happen. It was just mythological. It did happen. Dude, read the story. When those houses and those, those people fell down because they said, well, who's Moses anyway? I'm going to be Moses. I'm gonna have, we want to go back to Egypt. The ground opened up and, and you could hear the people screaming as they went down. It was horrible. Go read the story. It's a timeline, so you'll find out where it was. You won't find it in the book of Genesis because it didn't happen there. Okay. All right. Anyway, when Dathan and Arabah, the sons of Elijah, descendants of Reuben, sinned, and the earth opened up and swallowed them and their households and tents and all their belongings as all Israel watched. But you have seen these mighty miracles. How carefully then you should obey these commands I'm giving you today so that, look at that, you'll have strength to go in. Wow. And possess the land. And I tell you, they did it. They did it. If you obey these commands, look at this. Yeah, but Richard, what if I get a bad report? And what if a doctor says, hold up a minute. You'll have a long, good life. Well, I just want a little cabin in the corner. Quit that. God's going to do so much more for you. Quit all that stuff. Believe what the report, and this stuff is for us today. Again, why do we have this stuff? And again, we should have this memorized. In the land the Lord's promised you, to give you their descendants, a wonderful land flowing with milk and honey. That's where we are today. This same promise, and it's not a spiritual thing. There's no giants in heaven. There's no giants holding you back from eternal life. You've given your life to Jesus. You've been baptized or whatever. Even if you're not baptized, I mean, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven. But that's not what he's referring to here. <clears throat> when the land you are about to enter and possess it is not like the land of, look at this, it's not like the land of Egypt, you know. I mean, Scotty's got a nice home. You know, we all got nice homes and stuff. You try to, I had a bare spot on my yard. And I'm like, I can't do anything with it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Trying to get grass to grow there. Look at this. The land you're about to enter is not like the land of Egypt where you have to have irrigations necessary. It's a land of hills and valleys, plenty of rain. Praise the Lord. A land that the Lord your God uh, will get. Uh, anyway, excuse me. The Lord your God's going to give you today. Uh, I missed that part. Here it is. A land that the Lord your God personally cares for. His eyes are always upon it, th day and night, throughout the year. Wow. And if you'll only obey his commands that I'm giving you today, and if you will love the Lord with all your heart and soul and mind, that's what the Lord said, he will continue to bring the early, late rains, produce wonderful, wonderful crops of grain, grapes for your wine and olive oil. Yeah, but better not touch that wine, you know. Please, good grief. We just divorce ourselves from the blessings of the Lord. Anyway, he'll give you lush pasture lands. I mean, for yeah, but Richard, you, you, you've actually got to be perfect. Let me close with this. Let me go over here and show you something. This, this happened not even, uh, it's on a timeline. It's right in front of it. This was probably only uh, about a month and a half earlier. Oh, watch this. Wasn't there. Or was it? Hang on, let's see. That's a historic event there. Right there, all this is timeline. Uh, he's saying, when you bring these offerings, don't bring me a three-legged Lamb better be a good one, you know. Okay, anyway, uh, notice when you bring this offering to the Lord, he said it's a fragrant odor offering made by fire to the Lord. Along with it shall be a drink offering. A what offering? Well, read it. Strong wine. I mean, we have just wiped ourselves out here thinking, oh my gosh, don't, don't be no. The Lord hates me because I have a bottle of wine in the house. 
We should have covered that, praise the Lord. I mean, people can have trouble with alcohol, whatever. We understand that. But mercy sakes alive. You're supposed to, that's where the toast comes. You're supposed to go before the Lord and go, well, Jesus, I'm here. <laughs> I got my strong stuff here. It's potent, you know. And you'd be thinking about, had a great year, and I expect to have a great year next year, you know, full dose here. And you're, you're going to remember. And what's funny is, it's the, <clears throat> you know, that this picture here, this is Revelation 3.20. Think about it. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Now, it's written to Christians, okay? If any man will open the door, I will come in and do what? Dine with him. Jesus wants to eat dinner with you, praise the Lord. Have you all seen that wonderful picture? Same artist here, and it's a businessman. And, of course, Jesus wearing these same clothes, whatever. He's sitting there at the table with his businessman. I mean, that, we should have Jesus that close, and we should think about him being that close. Anyway, back to this. So, anyway, what I want you to see here. Is, yeah, but Richard, you just got to be perfect. You got to be, oh, really? Look at this. Notice this. Uh, on the first day of the month, there's going to be an extra burnt offering. These two young bulls, whatever. Uh, let me skip. But anyway, these are, these are, uh, let me get to this right here. Look at the, in the 29th chapter of Numbers. Look at this right here. Because Richard, you're saying he will bless me if only if I'm perfect. Oh, really? Look at this. Look at verse 11. You're to sacrifice one male goat for a sin offering. This is in addition to the sin offering on the Day of Atonement. Now, I just want you to see the phrase sin offering, sin offering, sin offering. You're covered, praise the Lord. You're, uh, they were covered back then, and we're certainly covered today. Your special burnt offering that day, which gives the Lord much pleasure, 13 young bulls, two rams, and a partridge, and a pear tree. You know, it goes on and on and on. Okay, a little outline here. This is what the Levites did for us. Okay, notice this. There must be a male goat offering sacrifice for a sin offering. Wow, are you kidding? Then on the second day, look at this. That was day one, sin offering. Day two here. Notice, here we go. You're to sacrifice. Here it is again. This is day two, Tuesday. A male goat with offering, grain offering, drink offering for a sin offering. Wow. Surely it won't be on the third day because we're supposed to be perfect by then. No, there it is again. Sacrifice a male goat for the sin offering. Third day. Well, surely on the fourth day we've got it perfect. We don't need this anymore. No, you still got to have it. Look at that. A male goat for a sin offering. Praise the Lord. We are covered. Now, where they weren't covered when they went to the Holy Land, they, they decided not to do this. And then, pew, downhill they went. Praise the Lord. So what does all this mean? <clears throat> Let me show you. Where am I going? Here we go. 37. You can pick any. Look at this. Don't envy the wicked. Soon they fade away like grass. This is Psalm 37. Trust in the Lord instead. Well, I'm saved. <laughs> I'm talking you lost something. You're worried about the shutdown. Oh, my gosh. You know, actually, people got mad at me because I wasn't worried. I'm like, but of course, Phil, I know where they're coming from. They don't know how to trust the Lord. I do. I'm not worried about it. Are you kidding me? I saw on the side of a church, it said, God's grace never shuts down. <laughs> so they're in on it too. <laughs> Whatever. But well, that's true. He ain't going to shut down his grace. Look at this. He says, look, so in other words, still be focused on what? Be kind and good to others. This guy that said, well, uh, to, came to Jesus and he said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, to love your neighbors, you love yourself. And the guy trying to justify himself. And what he said? Yeah, and who's my neighbor? The Lord said, well, I'll tell you. There was a guy, a Jew, going down the road, and he got attacked by, remember, he got attacked, and he almost, he was laying there for dead. And then a Levi, can you imagine, a Levi, well, actually, it was a priest first. A priest comes by, and he goes on the other side of the road. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see that guy half dead. Then a Levi, he's supposed to be a temple worker. He's supposed to know. He goes over and goes, yeah, he looks pretty bad. Oh, got to go. And then a despised Samaritan, or shall we say racist today, maybe a black guy, you know, 
We don't have no white guys and black guys mix, whatever. Whatever your taste is, whatever it is. Somebody you wouldn't think would do it. He sees him, and boy, he starts bandaging him up. He puts stuff on him. And he takes him to the inn. And the Living Bible says he gave the innkeeper two $20 bills. So I can relate to that. I know two twenties is. And then he says, hey, look, you take care of him. And when I come back, if he owes any more, he says, I'll pay that. And then Jesus backed off and told the story. He says, which one of those three was being neighbor? Well, we figured out. So that's what he said. Trust in the Lord. Don't worry about this. Be kind to others. Then you will live, look at that, safely here in the land. Bob told me this morning, somebody down here, because I said, I got the biscuits this morning down there at, uh, what did I say? Bojangles. And the first thing he said was, oh, guy got shot there and killed yesterday. <laughs> oh, what about me? You know, What about us? Don't worry. Hallelujah. Look what he said. You'll be safe in the land. Look at this. And prosper. Look at this. Feeding safely. Well, it, don't, it won't be mine because I'm not the best Christian. I don't even, I ain't been to church and whatever. Nobody in the Bible been to church. Adam didn't go to church. Abraham built a church everywhere he went. He didn't sing in the choir. There was no choir. Be delighted in the Lord. Then he will give you all your heart's desire. That can't be so. Well, it won't be so if you don't believe it. You've got to say, this is mine. Notice every time you read your Bible here, it said this was yours. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in Him to help you do it, and He will. This is so great. See, the Lord knows how to trick us. Because at night, you're going to do this, and when you go to bed at night, you'll be going, Lord, you helped me do that. And then you're going to open your big mouth and tell somebody that Jesus helped you. Instead of me saying, y'all better go win ten people to Jesus before y'all go to bed. I mean, Jesus went to the cross for you. It's the least you could do. And then we get on the phone calling people, upsetting them, whatever. Well, you know, do you know Jesus? <laughs> whatever. Do this and you won't have a problem telling people about Jesus. It's just natural. Your innocence will be clear to everyone. He'll vindicate you with blazing light from a justice, for, uh, of justice shining down from his noonday sun. Give me a couple more little stop. I know I'm long. I'm sorry. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him to act. Don't be envious. Stop your anger. Turn off. Don't fret. Don't worry. It only leads to harm. The wicked going to be destroyed, but those, look at that. Look at that. Now I can keep going, but we're going to stop. Great place. Those who trust in the Lord shall be given every blessing. Now, did you know Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, He's given us all spiritual blessings in heaven. You got them all. We're just ignoring them if we're not experiencing them. Every, just tell, if it don't look like it, tell the Lord. Lord! You said every blessing. He loves that. He goes, that's right. Just like that rainbow. It reminds me. Thank you for reminding me of that. I'll take care of that for you. He will. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good in our bodies, you'll take care of that. If we're struggling financially somewhere, you'll fix that. It's all the same blessing. And if it's some giant out there, some problem, whatever it is, you'll fix that. doesn't matter. You'll just take care of us because you love us. Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep details and tell others what you've been doing in our life. And thank you for helping us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, okay. Hallelujah.